0: When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers.
1: This is the main event,
2: Mark's Podcast, brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network and Belly Up Sports Network. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy, and with me, as always, is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the main event collector. He is the Mark Henry to my D-Lo Brown. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? No. (laughs) What do you mean, No. No. You're a Hall of Famer. I'm just, uh, you know, the guy who's a road agent for TNA.
0: Or was. He's the uh, color announcer for TNA, but. No. Is he doing color for Impact now? Mm hmm. Oh. Well, not now. He's been doing it for like a year and a half, I think.
2: That shows how much I've been paying attention to Impact, but.
0: It's him and uh, Matt striker. Okay,
2: so tell me right now before we get into Survivor Series 98. What, uh, what What's your problem with Mark Henry D'Lo Brown?
0: Because in 98, they sucked. Aww. Well, I mean, Mark did.
2: Oh, well, yeah, Mark Henry yeah, sucked a better, for a long but... time. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, yeah, he... he uh, I mean, he was never, you know, going to get seven stars in the Tokyo Dome, so there's that, but uh, I don't know. But either way, man, uh, we got a lot to talk about today with uh, Survivor Series 1998. I forgot... I'd like I guess I didn't think about it. I'd never seen the show all the way through, so this was uh a first watch for me of the whole thing, and I don't know, I mean, we'll get into it, but uh, very entertaining, I'd say.
0: I watched it live,
2: oh yeah, yeah yeah, you were weren't you watching all of them in live at this mm-hmm.
0: point? I think in ninety eight I've seen everyone live. pretty sure I did that's awesome,
2: yeah, night. And I was telling you off air. And I was like, at
0: the Royal Rumble that year, too. So.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned that a couple times, and every time I tell you I hate you. So, I, I I remember as a, I was seven years old at that point, and I was like, I really got into WWF the end of 97. So, and I and my favorite was The Undertaker. So, that angle oh, at that the Rumble, loser. man. Yeah. uh, that, that angle at the Rumble, man, just like. I, as a kid, I was like, what? I No. But then he came back, like, what, a week later? Two weeks later or something
0: like that? Was I, about a month.
2: Was it a month? Wow, time flies.
3: Give or, give or take.
2: Yeah, okay. I, I just remember they wheeled him out onto the stage. Lightning struck him, and he sat up. And I was like, he's back!
0: But I was more shocked that the Royal well, Rumble didn't show, close the show. And that was what got me.
2: Yeah, well... Hey.
0: I think, Thompson, I, either, I think Conrad Thompson didn't couple years did,
2: but it was weird. I think Thompson brought up to to Bruce Bruce Pritchard he was like uh so did you have to grease any palms uh in the fire department to let them you know for them to let you do that? <laughs> it was like that's um it's a giant flame on a casket in a in a closed air arena or uh you know a dome or whatever arena. But anyway, uh yeah, let man, let's uh like I said, we got a lot to cover today, so let's just get into it. We're going to take a quick time out here to let you know that the Main Event Marks is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at Fanatics.com. The link is down in the podcast description. Just let them know that the Main Event Marks and the Unhinged Sports Network sent you. Also, we're sponsored by Swift Lifestyles, their clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great-tasting vitamins and big-brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code, main event marks, that's all one word, for 15% off your order. Also, you're going to want to check out the latest and greatest main event marks swag as we're heading into the holiday season. There's still many essential, important shopping days left, and you can check out both of our merchandise stores at main and bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash main event marks. You can get a bunch of different kinds of great swag at both of those stores, be it T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, uh, phone cases, whatever it be, uh, even clocks. And it's got a ton of different – yeah, I put a ton of different artwork on both of those stores, so you can go check those out. I'm updating it weekly. With new stuff all the time, and there's plenty more still to come. We've even got holiday themed art on there for Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, whatever it be. Go check it out now. Also, make sure that you follow us on all forms of social media. We are on Twitter at main event underscore marks, Instagram is at main event underscore marks, and at main event collector. And on Facebook, you can follow us at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod. We're growing our social media audience every single day. Now we're going to take a quick break. Right after this, we're going to dive into news and notes from November of 98. Right after boys.
4: the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on twitter at main event underscore marks and on instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector
2: get ready to rumble in your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got T-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our bonfire store. at
4: lucky Land Casino,
0: asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
4: Lucky?
2: bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our bonfire and Redbubble stores that's main event dot and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks
4: the main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube now back to the show
2: And we are back. And we're back. We're going to take a really quick timeout. First, to remind you to follow us on all forms of social media. On Twitter, it's at main event underscore marks. Instagram is at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Also, we want to let you know that Yeats aims to provide the most unique and high-quality sunglasses on the market at an unbeatable price. They're built from the latest manufacturing techniques. Yeats shades are made for comfort, durability, and big Yeat moments. And on top of that, a percentage of all the profits go toward beach cleanups and other community outreach programs. No matter your style, their shades are here to help you chase your vision. Go to yeatsofficial.com and use the promo code BELLYUPPOD to save 10% at checkout as Y-E-E-T-Z official.com and put in that promo code BellyUpPod, B-E-L-L-Y-U-P-P-O-D to save yourself
4: 10% at checkout.
2: All right, let's get into the news and notes of the time here. As if the uh, huge popularity of WWF and WCW wasn't enough, Jesse Ventura's shocking victory to become the governor of Minnesota was front page news throughout the country. Uh, Ventura has been everywhere this week, including an appearance on Meet the Press, where he took some shots at Hillary Clinton after she called his campaign a sideshow. CNN did a one-hour feature uh, I on want to him. Talk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man! And I'm not talking about what we really seen. I mean, at the time, what's going on with her husband so, But whatever. Come yeah. I, what, are you, what are you
2: talking about, Craig? There was no controversy ever. In the Clinton administration, <laughs> nothing major nationally happened. There were no trials. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Uh, All I know is he didn't hell, yeah, But Move on, please. Wow. Uh, he used to, well, what happened to that blue dress? Oh, anyway. Um, today, good Lord. The today along, show with inter- the,
0: along with the bag with OG's glove. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. It didn't fit, Greg. <laughs> therefore,
2: you must have quit. <laughs> So So many dated
0: references. I'm glad we go early for all this. (laughs) (laughs) So many dated references on this. Not really. Uh, It's within keeping of this. I mean, now that one was about three years prior, but it's in the
2: realm. (laughs) Great. But the Today Show interviewed Vince McMahon about him, uh, which Vince didn't seem thrilled uh, thrilled about. On Raw, Vince McMahon went so far as to invite Ventura to the show the night after Survivor Series, because even with all the bad blood there, WWF wants some of that mainstream publicity, also. It's coming. Yeah, it was uh, next than summer a year. slam, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Listen yeah. here.
2: That was in Minnesota, right? Yes, sir. Minnesota. Did, did we? No, we didn't cover that one. Never mind. We covered uh, the the one this year, ninety eight. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Undertaker we and
0: yeah, uh, Undertaker
2: and Stone Cold. I would
4: ill.
0: Oh, in the archives.
2: Hell, yeah. Spin Magazine put out a story that talked a lot.
4: (laughs) Sorry.
0: Spin Magazine. Wow, there's a flashback. Yeah, right. What the hell is a magazine? Who buys
2: this (laughs) crap anymore? (laughs) That, too. (laughs) (laughs) But they talked a lot about the business and advertising side of wrestling, especially with WWF's more crude product. Uh, Eric Bischoff, of course, trashed WWF for, quote, selling sex to kids. Vince McMahon and Steve Austin also were quoted talking about Goldberg as an Austin ripoff with Austin saying, quote, if Goldberg's not trying to copy me, I'd hate to see what would happen if he did. End quote. (laughs) Wow. I will say this. uh, I mean, he put the the look bro aside. There's like Uncle Dave brought this up. He's like, okay, I get it. He's bald with a goatee and has black trunks. But he's like, other than that. It's like, the character's nothing like him. His attitude's nothing like him. He wrestles nothing like him. He's not even booked the same way. It was all fabricated
0: for the hopes of a dream match. Come on.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, as a little kid, you're, you know, I was sitting there like, oh, they look kind of alike. They should wrestle. Sign me up. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, it never happened. But uh, Goldberg did eat a stunner at WrestleMania, so there's that.
0: And... and I- and didn't eat a a spear on Raw building up to that. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: that's true. Mm
0: -hmm. Payback. Tell me if you heard
2: this one before. Uh, Teddy Hart was fired from the WWF this week. Wow. Really? Really? Yes.
0: That was was kind of a shock to me because I didn't know he was there at this time.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know the exact dates, but I know uh, Pritchard was talking about him. Bruce Pritchard and... uh, Let's talk about why they let him go. I guess he oh, had a.
0: W- I, let me think, a stab in the dark guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there's not a Twitter called Is Teddy Hart in Jail? Uh, but he, he had a WWF developmental deal, but just couldn't stay out of trouble during the training camps, showing up late and starting stuff with people. So they finally decided to cut their losses.
0: Uh, showing up late is probably the least of his words. Yeah, right.
2: Well, I know Bruce said he liked him, uh, but he was just young and immature. And uh Bruce also says he's definitely allergic to cats. So every time he saw Teddy Hart walking around with a cat, he w- would instantly run the other way. He said he had I'm a
0: conversation. I'm looking at this up now by the way. As of as of recording today, no, he's not in jail. Oh, well. Thank God. <laughs> Hold on now. Full yeah, disclosure, it's only the afternoon here. So, I guess <laughs> over there right. too. So, hold on. Does he live in Canada?
2: Because I don't know what the time. Hey, man, I don't get that time zone thing. Man, it's all weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Teddy Hart's a, a weird guy, man. A weird, weird dude.
0: I ah, wants w- to hire me, man. What's wrong with these people? Yeah, right.
2: And the thing was, it wasn't his ability. Apparently, he was a good wrestler. He just—he was a he was A Richard.
0: <laughs> Richard.
2: Best way I can say it. WWF recently made an effort to buy the distribution rights to Wrestling with Shadows. That didn't happen. Hmm. Why would they want those distribution rights? I wonder.
0: I don't know. To put it in the Vault of Subruder film and... The- <laughs> Porno from Hitler's bunker? I don't know.
2: Yeah, make sure it never sees the light of day because, you know, it didn't paint them in a very favorable light. Yeah, so. I will say this uh, Dirty Pool, man. Freaking Brett was wearing a wire during private interviews. That was kind of effed up.
0: Yeah, but he was the game for that, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that, that mean Vince, look, man, like you and I have talked about it before. It's like, Everybody needed to grow the hell up in that whole situation. Like, Brett, Sean needed to be an adult and quit, you know, taking shots at Brett. Brett needed to grow up and just get over it, drop the damn belt. And Vince needed to grow up and be like, listen, I'm your boss. That's my belt. You're going to lose. Shut the F up.
0: See now, you're already wrong. You wouldn't have said belt, but whatever. Oh, God dang it. Championship, pal. (laughs) Give me that
2: gold championship. Then you can go down and get your opportunity with Turner.
0: And call that thing a belt. Yeah, right. Uh,
2: speaking of uh, movies, there's apparently some issues between the WWF and Steve Austin over a movie deal. There's an upcoming movie called Universal Soldier 2 starring Jean Claude Van Damme. Producers of the movie approached WWF. Uh, wasn't
0: Goldberg in that too?
2: He was. Uh, that's <laughs> that's actually the crux of the issue here. Oh, uh, because all okay. because produce, <laughs> oh, producers for the movie ...approached WWF about having Steve Austin in the movie and offered $55,000. WWF turned down the offer, saying that it was too low without ever consulting Austin. As a result, the producers went to the WCW Next and got Bill Goldberg for the movie. When Austin heard about it, he was told that Goldberg was paid $250,000 for the movie. Pissed off, thinking he missed out on an easy $250,000 payday, Austin went to Vince McMahon, who informed him that they only offered $55,000... And he also put the blame on WWF's licensing department for not informing Austin. Eventually, Vince sent Austin a letter of apology and ha, for how the whole thing was handled. And it seems to be smoothed. Have, it seemed to have smoothed everything over. No word on if the two hundred fifty thousand dollars for Goldberg is actually even true. Hmm.
0: Something tells me it worked out for him.
2: Yeah, uh, Universal Soldier Two wasn't. Um, I mean, it was OK from what I remember, but it wasn't anything that was like, oh, my gosh, have you seen this yet? It's like killing it at the box office. I, mean, do, I really do you
0: one better. It blew. OK. It now, blew see, I, chunks.
2: I remember I watched it because, uh, well, my dad likes horrible movies, as you and I have discussed in the past. And I want to see it because Goldberg was in it. And I watched it and I was like, even as a little kid, I was like, wow, Goldberg's a terrible actor. Uh, it's not like he was given an amazing script to work with, but, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, sticking with the movie theme here, The Giant makes an appearance in the new movie, The Water Boy, which was the number one movie in the country this week.
0: Uh-oh, Captain Sino.
2: Yeah, power bomb. Sure. Compl- c- compliment the Captain <laughs> do, you,
0: do You know why that movie was number one.
2: Uh, because Adam Sandler? I don't know.
0: Oh uh, no, no, it had nothing to do with Adam Sandler. and didn't do with the movie at all. You don't know why it was number one? This is going to take you back. Okay. More, there's no, there's no real, like, there's no YouTube or anything like that, okay? There's no trailers leaking online or anything like that back then, Yeah. Okay? This movie really was number one because it had the debut of the Phantom Menace trailer, which was the first Star Wars since Return of the Jedi, and at that point what? was, what, 16 years so this movie sold trillion, I mean a trillion dollars because people were going to see that trailer. That was the only way to see it. <laughs> Mother of that God, that is a true story. So that movie was not a hit like everyone. I mean, it was. I mean, they took the money, whatever, It doesn't matter. But no one went to go see it because like, oh my God, I got to see this movie. They went to go see it to see a trailer of another movie coming out. So there you go.
2: <laughs> well, a couple uh. of things about that. You're wrong. It was number one because it had Captain Insano in it. So you know, there you go. <laughs> and we got to right. see, uh, and we got to see uh, Henry Winkler wearing high heel shoes. So I mean, you know, there you go. And problem. a tattoo of Roy sounds bare ass. Oh
0: man, I'll sign me up.
2: Damn straight. Uh, but this was also, uh, I, I will say this was also one of Sandler's better movies in my opinion. So I mean, I don't think that's really debatable. I don't know. I'd say, it, I mean, obviously you and I don't quote this one a lot because it doesn't have a bunch of like quotes that are, you know, easy to pick up in conversation. But uh, I don't know, was, I love this film. It's probably it, it's right up there in my opinion with uh, Billy Madison and uh, Happy Gilmore. So, uh, WWF is looking to run a show next year in the Georgia Dome, mostly just to stick it to WCW. I believe they do they? Did. Yeah, pretty.
0: It wasn't on paper, I can tell you that. But
2: no, I think it was a RAW. I I got to refresh my memory now. I know that WWF did in uh, because I because I had seen it before. I'm like, I, wow, they ran the Georgia Dome. I had no idea, but yeah. Okay, uh, Monday Night RAW took place at the Georgia Dome on October 11th, 1999.
0: It was a raw, huh? It could have been. Yeah. Forty thousand. Yeah. So
2: it's hella random though, I mean, that was right when, uh, right before Russo was about to take over uh, the reins for WCW. So they were just October.
0: Still... You might have already had them, or.
2: Nah, he took his first official Nitro was the Go Home show for Halloween Havoc. So I think the next week, maybe? I don't know. Uh for the record I don't see actual attendance listed for that show, but
0: yeah,
2: I don't know. I know the We were the main... talking
0: about the uh real real quick, we were talking about the screw job earlier. Or not the well, technically, but the rest of the shadows. Yeah. That was uh twenty four years ago today as a recording.
2: Wow. That's nuts, man. Well this uh this card in the Georgia Dome, it closed. The main event was British Bulldog and Val Venus versus the Rock and Sock Connection. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> and they, they had back to back no contests, man, because the match before that was China and Triple H versus Jim Ross and Steve Austin.
0: I feel like I remember that match. I think Jim Ross hits a stunner on China.
2: Good Lord. <laughs> okay, yeah. I,
0: Look this at, is look at, building up to Austin getting hit by the car and being off for a year.
2: Oh, yeah, right. Well, you know what he's – hes <laughs> I always, like uh, Conrad said, like, well, he's bald with a goatee, man. You know what that means? Run that mother effer over with a car. <laughs> man, look at the lineup here. Not speaking all the dead of some of these people. Look look at some of the names on this card, man. You got Crash Holly and Mae Young and uh, Curtis Hughes. Uh, I mean, the the, the headbangers? Why wouldn't people want to see this?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, say those three words, dude. Asses
2: in seats, take my damn money. <laughs> well, you got the Godfather. <laughs> you got the Godfather versus Mark Henry in a hojack match. I assume uh, that means the, that where were the hoes
0: were the lumpjacks.
2: I guess Please. so. It went for a minute and a half. (laughs) God dang it. For
0: anyone listening, that's what they called them, by the way. We're not calling them that. I want to make that clear.
2: No, yeah. The longest match on this entire card, from what I can see, was eight minutes long for an entire Raw. That's just...
0: (sighs) oh, Nobody cares about wrestling, bro.
2: Yeah, I guess not. Uh, Speaking of uh, ratings and whatnot... Raw beat Nitro in the ratings this week by the largest margin ever, with over a million more homes watching Raw. It was even crazier because Hulk Hogan was on Nitro this week, and the company got a lot of mainstream publicity from the recent deal where Hogan announced that he was running for president. <laughs>
0: yeah. In fact... Oh, that turned out. Yeah, right. Uh, little little do we, we know that that whole thing was just building up to the finger poke of doom. Yeah. Let's right. think about that.
2: Well, either way, you know, becoming president, finger poke at doom, he was screwing over the public in one way, shape, or form. All right. So, uh, in fact, despite using an endless stream of celebrities and getting near constant mainstream publicity for the last several months, WCW's ratings and pay per view buy rates continue to plummet. To make it worse, Robbie beat Nitro during every quarter hour segment of the show. And furthermore, they also beat them in every demographic, the ever-important demographic, man. <laughs> uh, just to run over real quick some of the highlights of both of these shows, so you know what you know what beat what. On Raw, we see the mankind makeover. Uh, Kane literally destroys the Brood and tries to light their asses on fire. And so then we go off forever. See, exactly. And we see the continuing story of McMahon going after Austin and Rock. On Nitro, they were playing up Hogan running for president. Eddie Guerrero took on Rey Mysterio Jr. Scott Steiner and Buff Bagwell are supposed to take on Rick Steiner and Judy Bagwell. Rest in peace, by the way. She just passed away.
0: She's a former
2: Dyke champion. Yes. As uh, David Arquetti says, you can't take that away from her. (laughs) But uh, they are supposed to take them on for the WCW tag titles, but there are some shenanigans and it never happens. Goldberg utterly just yeah, right. Goldberg utterly destroys Chris Jericho with a spear during a Jericho promo, blowing that non feud off. If anybody remembers this. And the main event was Giant and Scott Hall versus Kevin Nash and Lex Luger, which ends in a cluster brawl involving Bret Hart. You know, the huge. <sighs> I don't even know, man. But the latest on Yokozuna turning down a WCW offer to do a run in at Halloween Havoc, those words left my mouth, is because word is that he still has hopes of getting back to the WWF, and he knew it wouldn't be good if he showed up in WCW. For what it's worth, WC WWF has said that they will bring him back if he can get to around 400 pounds and get cleared by the athletic commissions. But word is that he's nowhere near 400 pounds, so it probably won't be happening.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. Um. It doesn't.
2: Yeah. It, look, eating addiction is real. It's, I mean, it, it does affect people. Some There are certain addictions that people hear, and they're like, that's not real. Like, that's, that's very real. People can get hooked on a lot of stuff. And eating is one of them for that uh, greatly affected Yoko. Uh, he stuck around for a couple more years. He didn't pass away until October 23rd, 2000.
0: Yeah, Heroes of Rusting is coming up.
2: Yeah, good Lord. Mm-hmm. He was only 34 when he passed away, man.
0: Yeah, no, it's terrible. I feel yeah. like a lot of, one of the Simones were young when they really died.
2: Yeah, Rosie, him. Sucks, man. Uh, by speaking of the Samoans, something they left out of that steroid trial episode of Dark Side of the Ring that uh, was brought up on Jim Cornette's podcast. I, I forgot about it. I had heard this before, but I forgot about it. Afa and Sika were sitting in the crowd, like, giving death glares to the jury and mouthing not guilty over and over.
0: Uh, well, if it wasn't on there. I don't believe it.
2: Yeah. Right. I guess one of them got kicked out. They said they couldn't remember which one, but one of them ended up like they saw them doing it and they kicked them out of court.
0: I literally have to use like an army to throw one of those dudes out of court.
2: Yeah, right. TNT has ordered WCW to tape a fourth hour after Nitro, which they will air on Tuesdays. It will be called Nitro Extra, and it's being used to fill time that was originally scheduled for NBA games prior to the strike.
0: I don't think that ever happens. Yeah, I don't. I was going to
2: say I've never heard of that in my life. So that must have been scrapped. I'll say this. If they were doing gangbusters uh, ratings and killing it, just like they were during the 83 week streak, that may have actually happened. But I'm going to say they saw the ratings and were like, maybe not
0: to know for us, dog.
2: Yeah, right. Thunder was was around at this point, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so they already had Thunder going on. It's like, man, how much WCW can you squeeze out? Like, damn. I mean, I, see, I say that now with WWE having like 500 hours a week of programming, but you get my drift. Uh I will ask, were you uh, big into basketball this time?
0: Yeah, yeah. I my mean, Warriors sucked back then.
2: So, For the proof,
0: by the way, that I'm not a bandwagon fan when people try to accuse me of that. No, I suffered a lot.
2: I would, I mean, if you're from the area, I never assume that somebody's like... I, I would never assume that somebody from Boston is a bandwagon uh, Patriots fan or Red Sox fan. It's like, you're from that area. Uh, be but, you be surprised
0: if you don't believe me. I don't think I jumped on bandwagon. Oh, of course. If your team
2: sucks, they would never man. accuse you of it. <laughs>
0: Like, I had to put up with so much crap my entire life. This is my reward.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, there are a couple words you'll never hear. Bandwagon Browns fan. <laughs> well, just... maybe
0: right now. I mean, it's getting close, but.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, But, did I mean, did you care about the strike this time? I mean, you just said your team sucks.
0: I don't remember if I cared about it or not. Let's see. Yep. Let's go on and. The A's. Nothing's going on with the A's. Raiders or whatever. Yeah, I don't think I cared, honestly.
2: Yeah, you're like, eh, my team sucks anyway. It's not like, oh no, now we're not going to make it to the finals.
0: Keep in mind, this is November, so it's the beginning of the season too, so. Yeah, it's true. How long did the strike last? I mean, not to get too deep not the know. woods, but. I have no clue. Yeah. I don't think they've ever missed an NBA finals though, so I don't think it lasted that long. Yeah, they missed the World Series because of strikes. Um, uh,
2: it lasted from July 1st to January 20th.
0: Oh okay. wow! So they had half a year. Yeah, there you go.
2: Wow. Uh, moving on, let's keep it moving here. Uh, Public Enemy.
0: And- this is right after Jordan left the Bulls, mind you. Or well, they blew up the Bulls. <laughs> yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I remember my dad, or my dad, my uh, my uncle actually had old nitros on VHS. Throw it in your what Google
1: machine.
2: Yeah. Well, what was funny was he had like a box of them, and I borrowed them one time. And the first half of the tape, I had to fast forward through every Michael Jordan finals appearance before I got to nitro. <laughs> So he it was like a combo tape of Michael Jordan and the Bulls and uh, uh, WCW Nitro. But here you go. Public Enemy and Ultimo Dragon have both been released by WCW. Oh, oh, oh no, not Public Enemy. And uh, not, again, that's not speaking. I didn't dead, know they
0: lasted that long there. I
2: remember seeing them as a kid and I thought they were fun, but I just didn't care about them. I was like, ah, they come out waving their arms. Yeah, Whatever. Referee Nick Patrick will be out because he needs knee surgery after injuring his knee during the Hogan Warrior Halloween Havoc match. (laughs) Mother of God. Of all things he's injured during.
0: (laughs) How much action was going on we
2: had to run around and do stuff? Oh, man. I know, it's like, what happened where you blew your knee out, bro? Like, damn. At least, you know, Cornette can be like, uh, you know, I fell off a scaffold or whatever during a match. It's like, okay, yeah,
0: it's like break your knee, man, break your damn knee. I know, not during that.
2: Hey. Ugh, whatever. I hope that mullet was okay though.
0: He comes back with the mullet, so yeah, was fine.
2: Damn straight, full on Kenny Powers there. Uh, Viano Four suffered a scary neck injury several weeks ago in a nitro Ooh, match with Raven. I remember that
0: really mm-hmm. what, what happened I, I don't remember exactly what happened. I remember him getting hurt that's all and they oh, make a okay. the whole thing and so um, it's like it's yeah. apparently he could have died I didn't know that
2: oh wow it was wow. that bad well they said he tried to come back a week later and work a match but it was way too soon and the injury was worse than he thought it turned out that he needed surgery he had the surgery and it now looks like he'll be out for at least eight months
0: Okay, so I think it's, is that the power, do you remember the powerplex from Triple X? No, I, not off the top of my and head. He, uh, he's, one of them suplexes him into the other guy and becomes like uh, he suplexes him the other guy, the other guy brings out a power bomb, makes it a power bomb. and he suplexes oh. him into a power bomb. Okay, but Raven yeah. held on to piano 4's neck, came out with a neck break. Oh man, that's sick. It is sick. sick. Dang. I'm cringing this watch.
2: Wasn't that the... Yeah. Wasn't that what became the DWI?
0: Maybe. Yeah,
2: I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's... Uh,
2: yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Fox Sports is looking into starting their own wrestling promotion, but Uncle Dave Meltzer thinks it would be a bad idea unless they're willing to lose a bunch of money for the first several years. TNN is also talking about starting its own wrestling show as a lead-in for the roller derby show, premiering next year.
0: Now that will happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, they didn't start their own, but, you know, it. Uh, they got something. I don't know if it was a good something, uh, but they got something.
0: I like how he said they will lose money. Oh, he's an expert on, on business now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think anything was going to lose money against WWF and WCW at this time, but uh, I, mean, I don't know. You never know. It depends on the roster, I guess, and the booker. Uh, last couple stories here. ECW is in preliminary discussions with someone regarding getting national exposure for the promotion, but there are no details yet. It ends up being TNN, which we talked about just a moment ago.
0: Oh, are... I thought you were talking about a celebrity. Is it going to be Fred Durst? <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> they do appear, uh, I like, see Carey appears at the only Biscuit concert.
2: So. I remember that, yeah. Uh, they're also looking at paying for a late-night time slot on Fox Net affiliates around the country, especially in New York. Uh, that does not happen, as far as I know. They just go straight to TNN.
0: And then lose a lot of their top guys in the process.
2: <laughs> yep. Well... Final story I have here is just a bunch of injury news here from ECW. This seems to be the one. It's always like, hey, look at this laundry list of injuries from ECW. I know, shocker.
0: Well, (laughs) shocker.
2: Yeah, right. Oh, we haven't mentioned him in a while, so got to throw it out there. In ECW, Jack Victory will be out of action for at least a year due to a broken leg that he suffered at November to remember and will likely require several surgeries. Yeah, I'd remember that November too if I broke my leg uh, Mike yeah,
0: awesome we first started this by the way we had like a Jack picture on every show <laughs> yeah I know yeah,
2: especially in a lot of a lot of 89 stuff that we covered it's like yeah. damn Jack Then every time we threw an ECW show in there it's like he's here again ten years later <laughs> Mike awesome will be out until next year after knee surgery Jerry Lynn is out with a back injury. Sabu is also working with a back injury. And Lance Storm is working with a shoulder injury. Wow. Talk about the walking dead. Good Lord. Anyway, that about does it for the news and notes. Anything you want to add before we move on?
0: Yeah, this time period sucked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh,
2: well, we're going to take a quick break. On the other end of this, we're going to dive headfirst into the deadly
4: game. Right after this. <laughs> Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
3: This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckbird on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main of It Martins telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main of It Martins, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. And if you like what you hear... You could check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because
1: they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah.
4: are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
2: And <laughs> yeah, we're back. And yeah, we're back. It's WWF Survivor Series 1998. The date was November 15th, 1998. Tagline, The Deadly Game. And it took place at the Keele Center in St. Louis, Missouri, which is a very famous arena. The attendance was twenty one thousand one hundred and seventy nine and the pay-per-view buy rate was .89, which amounted to four hundred thousand seven hundred eighty buys. We're getting yeah. granular with it. There <laughs> you know, WWF just like was they had the mightest touch at this time, man. Everything they touched turned to gold. I mean they yeah. had
0: awesome. And then we were guaranteed a new champion too, so that helped this pay-per-view a lot.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, Austin McMahon was running hot. I mean, Austin himself was just running hot as hell. Uh, they were building up The Rock. They were building up mankind. You had The Undertaker, you know, being The Undertaker. And I mean, they're they're adding new layers and facets to the,
0: the storyline with Kane. Pretty good.
2: Yep, yep. So, I mean, you had a lot of you had a lot of big stuff over there, man. So, let's get into it. We start the show off with an opening. Oh,
0: before video. we.
2: Or, you know. Oh, well, uh, roll tide on that one, man. Somewhere, someplace, sometime, it's always Miller time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we start the show off with an, <laughs> an opening video package of wrestlers training while the voiceover talks about them sacrificing for the ultimate prize. I wish I knew the rules of, of the WWF name issue, by the way, because whenever Jim Ross says WWF, it's blanked out. Did you notice uh, that?
0: To my knowledge, some of these pay views were just never corrected when they were allowed to use it. Yeah, uh,
2: like, because I
0: was there's like...
2: A watching...
0: of, uh, there's a couple of WCMU events, too, where they don't dub over, like, DDP's theme, so I think they just missed some stuff. So
2: Yeah. Well, it was something like this. I'm wondering, it's like, did you... Edit the master footage, and now you're just effed, because that's the way it comes across to me. It's like you, it, it's like you you <laughs> covered over the original thing. I I don't know. That's that was my thought of it.
0: But anyway, uh, cursing, I don't think they would be that stupid.
2: I would hope. <laughs> uh, cursing is also bleeped down on the show, even though it's pay per view.
0: They don't give you an M rating though to start the show. To be fair.
2: Yeah, it's just it's it's weird. I don't know. Vince McMahon is introduced in his wheelchair ringside. By the way, you notice that it's like an electric wheelchair, and yet people push him around.
0: I did, yeah. (laughs) I actually noticed (laughs) at the time. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like. Because what's even funnier is like you can see them pushing him, and then there's stuff happening later where he's clearly driving himself. Yeah, so they try to hide it. It's
2: like, uh, are you conserving battery? Like, I, whatever. Uh, big boss. Man. I
0: didn't know you could push those. I thought you had to use the thing. The-
2: yeah, I I don't know how they work. <laughs> but big boss man, Sergeant Slaughter, and the stooges of uh, uh Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe help him to stand up. Vince has a microphone and says that he promises that tonight. We will have a new WWF champion. He then introduces Mankind, He comes out with the hardcore title, his hair pulled back into a ponytail, and he's wearing a tuxedo with a bow tie.
0: <sighs> You're not yeah. joking about
2: any of that, by the way. Nope. And loafers. It's a big deal. Uh, apparently. That, one was,
0: that one was more funny than anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a big deal, apparently, that Mankind's opponent is a mystery. And Vince pulls oh, out oh man it delivers sorry <laughs> Vince pulls out his reading classes and reads <laughs> off of note cards and by the way, I did not look ahead. I didn't see who his opponent was and uh, but i I guessed it. I'm like it has to be this guy, and I was right, but he says that mankind's opponent debuted in 1990 and over six uh, and uh, was in the WWF for over six years, boasted a one loss record. He then went to, as Vince says, WCW. Uh, came back and a shoulder injury put him on a shelf <laughs> for two years. But making his return to the ring is Dwayne Gill, the former
0: Gilbert. Uh, and can we, can we just take a second to appreciate that awesome theme he came out to?
2: <laughs> Mother of God, yeah. And he just came out to, like, he had an entrance video. But it was like highlights of like Jimmy Snuka and stuff. I'm like, what the hell?
0: Those were all his jobs.
2: Yeah. Uh, so Gilbert's pyro made him jump like an early version of Eric Young. God.
0: Mean?
2: Wow. This one is Mankind versus Dwayne Gill in the Deadly Game tournament. It went 30 seconds. Gets in the ring. Mankind literally beats Dwayne up, rolls him up and pins him. Uncle Dave didn't rate this. I give it a dud. I, I guess I shouldn't have really rated it either. What say you.
0: I did not rate it. So.
2: It was a segment with two bells.
0: I hear you. There you go.
3: You
2: go. <laughs> Mother of God.
0: I don't want to play too long. I gonna get in trouble. Um. Yeah. This is uploaded on YouTube, so. Um, Good grief. It was, I, <laughs> I forgot about how stupid it was until I watched the review with uh, Brian Zane.
4: <laughs> yeah, that
2: was, that was awesome, man. Just, wow.
0: <laughs> we get
2: a video from Sunday Night Heat where Mark Merrill was talking to Sable in the ring, distracting her while Jacqueline blasts her in the back of the head with the WWF women's title. In Sable's locker room, she has ice on her neck, while Kevin Kelly asks her if Jacqueline threw her off her game. Sable says that all Jacqueline did was make her more motivated than ever to win the WWF's women t- women's title tonight. Yeah, uh, that match. We'll get into it. But, but first, we have this. It's Jeff Jarrett. J E double F J A Double T. Haha. Ain't he great. With uh Deborah McMichael. Sorry. And <laughs> he's uh, taken on Al Snow in the Deadly Game tournament. It went for about three and a half uh, minutes.
0: Al Snow and
2: And head. Yeah. Thank you. Like, uh, and Al Snow has like a weird side ponytail. So I guess he did it before Bailey. <laughs> no, nothing from for that. One. Neck
0: he's from your neck of the woods.
2: Oh, yeah, man. He's uh, he's uh, Lime, Ohio's uh, favorite son. Only son, oh, it like a, whatever.
0: It was like a made up city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: right. <laughs> uh, but at one point, Deborah grabs head and puts it in Jarrett's corner. This leads to a real
0: sentence. She-
2: yep. <laughs> Uh, this leads to Jarrett grabbing head and Snow grabbing Jarrett's guitar they both duck each other's weapon attacks Snow gets head back behind the referee's back clocks Jarrett with it and pins him for the win Uncle Dave gives it a dead I give it a star let's see you
0: give it a star was what it was which was not good yeah not good Bad. Bad. Worst this, ever.
2: What the hell. Uh, Deborah, apparently, her and Mongo had divorced at this point or were going through a divorce. And according to Bruce Pritchard, she would call on a weekly basis just ask, You got anything for me? And he's like, No, sorry, don't have anything for you. And then just randomly one day, uh, he, he, told her. it's like, no, we don't have anything for you. Talk to you next week. And then he gets a memo from Vince. It's like, uh, hey, call Deborah McMichael and have her at TV next week. He's like, doing what? He's like, just have her there. All right.
0: What do you mean doing
2: what? You know exactly what? (laughs) And he gives her a call and he's like, hey, remember when I called you a couple hours ago and said, I don't have anything for you? Well, we got something for you.
0: And Uh, you know what? Hashtag plans change. (laughs) Yeah, right.
2: (laughs) That'd be hilarious if he was like, well, uh, Deborah, hashtag plans change. Can you be at work on Monday? (sighs) But up next, we got the big boss man taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Deadly Game tournament. It went about three and a half minutes. None of these matches are long, by the way. These two start off brawling in the aisle before the match even starts. In the end, boss man beats Austin down with his nightstick, drawing a disqualification. Uncle Dave gave it a half a star. I give it a star and a half. What say you?
0: Gave it one. Uno star. <sighs> was, I'm forgetting. I forgot to going into this. How many non-matches there were?
2: Yeah. And how much outside of the ring brawling there is. Uh, it's just, it got annoying after a while. It's like every match. I speak too soon because, yeah. you know, this next thing. After the match, Big Boss Man keeps beating him up for a while. Backstage, Michael Cole asks Vince McMahon if he's upset that Austin advanced in the tournament. But McMahon says that the night is young and there's still a lot in store for Austin. So, you know, Boss Man was out there to enforce McMahon's law. Up next, we get X-Pac versus the real man's man, Steven Regal. This is real. I guess was part of the Deadly Game tournament as
0: well. Such a man.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, by the way, they spelled Stephen Regal with a P H. Just I found it I a little weird.
0: Under, I never understood that when anyone's name Stephen with a P-H. I know.
2: I I was like Stephen. It was kind of like uh, with Sean with S E A N. Seen. Like
0: all right. yeah. Is this Stephen King spells thing like that too?
2: Uh yeah, Stephen Kings with a PH yeah. It's weird. It's it's it, and the thing is it's Stephen, unless you change that second E to an A, and that's Stephen. Whatever. I don't English, bro. <laughs> right. But this went about eight minutes. Thank God. So yeah. did I. Well, thank God. <laughs> wow. Xbox very prestigious WWF European title is not on the line for this one.
0: Okay, that hasn't been Ooh. used yet.
2: I don't care. <laughs> it's Actually, yes, it has, because Shawn Michaels used it before this. Oh, Remember? It's
0: only funny when Vince McMahon says it, though.
2: So. Yeah, well, I like how... Because <laughs> Shawn, Shawn did that during an interview. He's like, all I got to say is, I'm just glad that my prestigious European title isn't on the line tonight. Whew. I
0: like how <laughs> one of the biggest stars and the owner <laughs> both trashed that title. I know. <laughs> I think. Uh, Why did you have it?
2: I know, right? I think that was uh, the pre Hell in a Cell interview that I'm thinking of that Sean did that. Uh, But in November of 1996, by the way, this match could have been happening in WCW. Think about it. It probably
0: would have been a little bit better.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't doubt it. These two end up brawling outside of the ring and all around ringside, getting counted out. However, backstage, we see Vince McMahon yelling and telling Sergeant Slaughter to run down and restart the match for five more minutes. Uh, this way, Austin won't get a bide around two. So Slaughter runs down, tries to restart the match. X-Pac is hurt, though, and he can't continue. So he just walks to the back. And then instead of taking the win via forfeit or count out, Stephen Regal runs after him. And also gets counted out.
0: The oxen gets by. Okay. Uh, At this point, by the way, I'm realizing this is a 16-man tournament, not 8-man. That's why it's taking so long. Yeah. And, which is funny because they show you the damn brackets like every five minutes.
2: I'm I know. <laughs> like, that's so annoying. <laughs> but, well, this thing, I guess I'm going to assume like Pritchard said he couldn't remember with this one. But I'm gonna assume X Pac was legit hurt here. So hashtag's plans changed, which is why Regal had to bolt to the back and get counted out, because X Pac legitimately could not continue. Either way. Up next we get Ken Shamrock versus Gold Dust in the tournament. We didn't give the rating. Are we gonna rate it or what? Oh my bad. Uh, yeah. Well
0: <laughs> No, yeah, no, no, I think it's
2: <laughs> Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter or three uh, quarters of a star, excuse me. Uh I actually gave it two and a half. I thought it was average for these two. What say you? Maybe two stars.
0: I gave it one. Just
2: really hated it. Yeah. yeah, I thought these two were decent they together. Some,
0: they would have some way better matches on Raw too, so it's fine.
2: No, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, up next. Though. Well,
0: those two, no, no, they both suck.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. But it's uh, Ken Shamrock versus Goldust in the Deadly Game Tournament. With about six minutes. In the end, the referee stops Goldust from hitting Shattered Dreams on Shamrock, leading to the ugliest flying Hurricane Rana in history from Ken Shamrock. Uh, he then locks in an ankle lock and makes Goldust tap out. Uncle Dave gives it a star and a half. I give it dose stars. What say you?
0: I gave it two. I was a little into it. A little bit.
2: Yeah, it was all right. Uh, The only thing I didn't like was that sloppy-ass Hurricane Rana where Kenny basically landed on his damn head, and Goldust had to front roll out of it. So, yeah. But other than that, it was good. Backstage, we get a tuxedo-wearing Michael Cole saying that doctors have recommended medical attention for Stone Cold, but Austin has refused it. Cole drops the lamest line ever of, if I know Stone Cold, he'll find a way to make it out there. Yeah, because we all believe that you're good personal pals with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Michael.
0: Well, at the time, I don't think anyone thought anything of it. You have to put yourself in the mindset of at the time.
2: Even at the time, I was like, look at you. God dang. (laughs) Uh, Dang it, pal. God dang, pal. More Michael Cole. Up next, The Rock is supposed to face Triple H. However, instead of Triple H coming out, the Stooges come out to DX's music, crotch chopping all the way. That was sure, sure. We'll call that crotch chopping. Yeah. (laughs) And they say that Triple H. Did you notice?
0: (laughs) they do it like May Young does.
2: (laughs) They do it what?
0: They do it like Mae Young did.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) Good lord. It's like when your dad's trying to be cool and join in with you. Is this how you kids do it?
0: Your <laughs> <I>, fellow kids.
2: <laughs> am I TikToking? Holy crap. <laughs> uh, but they say that Triple H isn't there and he will be fined for it. But since Triple H isn't there, they won't accept a forfeit and instead replace Triple H with the big boss man. By the way. To this day, I love how Gerald Briscoe talks really slow, and he says, Mr. Mac, man.
0: And I love how Jim, how Jim Ross mocked that, by the way, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, are you really one to talk, Jim? Like, calm down.
0: Anyway. Uh, you know oh, yeah. he, took, he took shots too at uh, Pat Patterson being gay. Uh, there, was a, there was an episode of remember. Rob before this, if for you what he was doing, Pat Patterson is doing something, and then Jim Ross clearly says, he's single, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, not
2: exactly insulting him, but
0: yeah. I, I'm not saying he insulted, I just say he took a shot at him. <laughs> yeah. Pointed <laughs> <laughs> it out
2: more or less. The, the funny, funny thing was he was not single at the time, so there's that. But <laughs> either way. Uh up next, I guess we can call this match. It was the Rock versus the Big Boss Man in the Deadly Game tournament. It went four seconds. I only have one note about the match. The rest of it was I about the crowd. I
0: actually clocked out a little longer than that. I actually wound it and timed it. I think it went about nine. But. Are <laughs> you calling Uncle Dave a liar?
2: Somewhat. How dare you? All right. It's on wiki. All right.
0: If I ever kissed the guy next to him, I'll say it to his face for him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you pee next to him at a Sharks game, man. Uh, That'd be the only place. Yeah, uh, but The Rock is certainly getting over big with the fans already getting the second biggest ovation of the night so far behind Stone Cold. There's a sign in the crowd on hard cam that says ICP can suck it.
0: <laughs> like they what? Rip them off or something?
2: Yeah, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's random.
0: They're in St. Louis too. I think too. they're. I think they're freshly removed from the oddities too. So.
2: Oh, no. What, Whatever will they do?
0: Uh, well, they were do anything again. I think that was it. Once you lose them.
2: Yeah, right. I, we joke, but they did go down the tubes. Uh, basically, boss man runs into the ring, gets cradled and pinned right away. Uncle Dave didn't rate it. I gave it a dud. It's four seconds. I assume you didn't rate it.
0: I did not. I didn't think it was a match. It was a segment. Yeah,
2: yeah. Again, it was it was a segment with two bells.
0: There you go. However, it does make sense. Let's not get ahead, hit though.
2: Yeah. yeah so at start, least this one had a reason. So when you start piecing stuff together, you're like, wow, things make sense now. But The crowd absolutely blows for the Rock's victory as the Rock hightails it out of the ring and the boss man throws a fit. But up next, it is The Undertaker with Paul Bearer versus Kane. Paul Bearer is switching partners here, folks. It is in the Deadly Game tournament. It went 7 minutes and 16 seconds.
0: And they are sure to let you know, by the way, that they both got a first-round bye so that they would be guaranteed to face each other. Because... Yay. listen to it, they'll tell you 7,000 times
2: <laughs> uh, Bear is back with the Undertaker who is going heel so this is obviously Yay. setting this is obviously setting up for the eventual Ministry of Darkness that happens in 99, right? I want to say
0: yeah, I feel like they start setting it up in a couple of weeks all blown at the Royal Rumble though Yeah. okay
2: well, Kane slams The Undertaker, but is distracted by Paul Bearer. Kane, or excuse me, Undertaker, then capitalizes with a tombstone for the win. Solid match in the best of the tournament thus far, in my opinion. I gave it two and a half, but Uncle Dave gave it a dud. What say you?
0: I gave it two, and I did say best best match of the night so far. I don't know. What? That bar is on the damn ground at this point, so. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, I will ask, could you
2: tell, like, because uh, the way Bruce... Bruce Richard said that The Undertaker was, like, hurting for certain here, and Conrad tells you, it says, well, you can definitely tell he's in major pain during this match. I couldn't tell. I didn't look, so I... I, like, well, I mean, like, I watched the match, and I didn't see anything
0: abnormal about The Undertaker.
2: I just... I mean, it's kind Uh, of hard to
0: tell with fair, though. When I'm watching a show, I'm not going to focus on a guy's injuries. I'll watch the match. So that's me. So,
2: right. Well, I mean, you can tell sometimes like it's like, man, that guy must be hurt or something. It's like he's acting weird or moving weird or something. But I just I didn't think it was super obvious, you know. But I don't know. After the match, Kane knocks out the referee and leaves. The camera misses it, by the way, because we've got to see the tournament brackets again. So Lawler has to freaking describe if, it. Because if they us.
0: didn't put that up, you wouldn't know that the M-Taker advanced. What do you? What do you not understand? Oh, so they're no, doing right? it for you. Yeah, right. Uh,
2: damn it, Kevin Dunn.
0: Anyway,
2: I'm an owl. Oh. Uh, up next, it's Mankind versus Al Snoo.
0: Oh, Hell uh, yeah!
2: Now deadly- we're getting
0: into the now we're getting into the psychological wrestling part of this uh, show.
2: You're damn right. This is uh, another tournament match, obviously, went just shy of four minutes. This one gets jump started as Al attacks Mankind. In the end, Mankind found Mr. Socko wrapped around head, which apparently McMahon stole to mess with Mankind. And he wrapped it around head and Mankind had no idea. He thought he just lost Socko. But anyway, Mankind
0: this is all real.
2: Yes, he took the the one man's sock and put it around the other man's. Mannequin head. Yeah, it happened. But anyway, Mankind takes it back. Beats beats up the mannequin head. And then he delivers the Socko claw to Al Snow, causing him to to tap, I guess. I I didn't see. They just called for the bell. Uh, Once Mankind releases the hold, Al is coughing and laughing. That was something. Uncle Dave gave it a half a star. I gave it two. I thought they made the best of their four minutes. What say you?
0: One star sucked. (laughs) I just, I started having flashbacks to when everybody did their moves to head. Do you remember when the rock did the people's elbow to head? No. No,
2: that's awesome. Speaking of the rock, we've got Ken Shamrock up next, taking on the rock for like the third time this year. It's in the deadly game tournament. It went eight, just shy of eight and a half minutes. Big Boss Man ends up coming to the ring partway through this one and circles the ring with his nightstick in hand. Shamrock ends up kicking out of a people's elbow and reverses a rock bottom into a belly-to-belly. Finally, a boss man distracts the ref and tosses the nightstick to Shamrock, but the rock intercepts it, blasts Ken in the face with it, and gets the pinfall win. This is... Two to three times already tonight that the boss man has supposedly messed up. Keep that in mind. Uh, Uncle Dave gives it two and a half stars. I give it three. What say you?
0: I gave it two. Wasn't that bad, but considering what we've seen from them, considering when I was actually at two, I saw it was really good.
2: Uh, uh, What show was was that? at The the Rumble? Or Mm -hmm. what shows? Oh, okay. I forget when all they faced off. I knew they faced off at King of the Ring. Now in the archives uh, Rumble
0: and WrestleMania, all the big ones. Ah, okay.
2: Wow. So yeah. They, uh, I think this was a wrap up. I I don't know if they, if they did face each other again after this. I I don't remember it.
0: That's my knowledge because they'll both be on the same team for a while. And channel can be gone. So yeah,
2: yeah, there you go. But backstage, Michael Cole is standing by with Paul bearer, who says that the only rock the undertaker likes is the cold, hard granite that you can carve a name into for a gravestone. <laughs> Clever, I guess. Uh, but up next, it's Jacqueline defending the WWF women's title. She's got Mark Merrow in her corner, by the way. Uh, against Sable. This one went just over three minutes for a damn title match. Not that I wanted this one to continue, but, you know, just the point. Shane McMahon has been made a lowly referee by his father, so he's officiating this one. Mark distracts Sable a lot. Sable hits a TKO on Jacqueline, which was Merrow's move. But Merrow pulls Sable out of the ring so she can't pin, her, uh, pin Jacqueline. Sable kicks him in the nads and then hits a Sable bomb to Mark Merrow live on pay-per-view.
0: Thank I God. Don't think this is the first time she's done that on paper, though. happened before.
2: Yeah. Well, thank God. Well, uh, not that he was, you know, uh, getting ready to burst through to the main event or anything like that, but like, hot damn. Thank God he didn't really sell this for more than a few seconds. He was up in like, I don't know, like I said, just a couple of seconds. He was back on his feet. In the end, Sable blocks a Tornado DDT, hits the Sable bomb, and beats Jacqueline to become the new women's champion. Uncle Dave gives us a star. For these women, I gave it two. Let's see.
0: One. <laughs> I
2: <give> it two. <laughs> I should specify. For Sable, this was a two-star quality match. Uh, for Jacqueline, yeah. It's... It's one of them, like they say, well, that was the best match so-and-so ever had. But his opponent, that was probably the worst match he ever had. (laughs) But up next, this is actually, you know, one of the bigger ones here tonight. Maybe the best one, but, you know, we'll get into it. It's Mankind versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Deadly Game tournament. It went about ten and a half minutes. Austin rips off Mankind's jacket and loafers. Mr. Mc, Mr. McMahon gets wheeled to the ring by Commissioner Slaughter.
0: Mr. McMahon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the Stooges early on in this one. This brawl goes all over. Austin overcomes the odds to hit the stunner, but McMahon jumps out of his wheelchair to pull the referee out of the ring and knock him out. Knocked him colder than a banker's heart. Uh, Austin ends up hitting a second stunner on Mankind, and referee Shane McMahon runs out counts to two, stops, and flips Austin off. That is an iconic image, by the way. They used clips of multiple times. Austin is distracted by Shane, uh, eventually comes back to pick up Mankind, and very audibly, at least to me, it sounded like he shouted, you were supposed to get up! And then Mankind ends up dropping Austin. Sergeant Slaughter holds him up, and Gerald Briscoe lightly taps Austin with a steel chair, that mankind can pin Austin for the win. I know it sounds like a lot of gaga, but Uncle Dave and I both gave it three stars. What say you?
0: Uh, I was on the fence. I think I gave it two. Yeah, two.
2: I don't know, man. And this was the one, this was a, like, they had to completely improvise the ending. Well, we got to throw the script out, and now they're going to improvise. Because Big Boss Man refused to follow the script. <laughs> no, no no flashbacks come on but okay uh so the the plan finish was boss man was supposed to run down there when austin went after shane and he was supposed to take out austin and help mankind win well for some reason boss man wandered off and they couldn't find him backstage and they were like well crap when you too it,
0: you're messed up all night
2: yeah they'll uh Apparently, he was off BSing with The Undertaker about uh, their next match or whatever. And uh, Pritchard said he was losing his mind backstage yelling, where the F is boss, man? He was right here. So, yeah, you should go have a beer. I guess so. But, yeah, so this was um, an improvised end. And uh, Gerald Briscoe lightly tapped Austin because he was afraid of like legitimately hurting him because Austin had neck problems. So you can literally hear when he, when he hits him, it goes, dunk. <laughs> wow. You can freaking hear it. I was like Did that. Just go. Donk, like I had to rewind it a couple times. I didn't times. catch that. Yeah. <laughs> go back. Now that I said that, go ahead. It's like, dunk. Uh, then everyone runs to the back into the parking lot. Now, all of a sudden, big boss man is running alongside him. He's there now. But Austin runs to the back. Everyone loads into McMahon's limo and takes off. Austin rips a dude out of his SUV and commandeers it to chase after McMahon's limo. You know, because that's legal.
0: <laughs> but now, well, semantics.
2: Yeah, right. God dang it. It's Austin. He can do whatever the hell he wants know, How many times do we see that man break the law on national TV and live pay-per-view? And it's just like, eh, whatever.
0: Yeah, immunity.
2: Yeah. Like the Sandman, you know, when he commandeered that ambulance and drove it all through the streets of Florida <laughs> or whatever the hell.
0: Yeah, the uh, extreme helicopter followed him.
2: Yeah. yeah well, you know, because Paul Lee can't afford to pay his talent, but he can afford a chopper, damn it.
0: Where do you
2: think the money went? That's true. Uh, if I may have another volley, sir, I cannot pay you this week because we rented out the extreme chopper. <laughs> I'm sure you understand. You gotta lose money
0: to make money. That sounds like we call meth heads the last tooth. <laughs> what the hell? the uh, extreme chopper.
2: Good grief. <sighs> anyway, up uh, next. Up next is The Undertaker with Paul Bearer taking on The Rock in the Deadly Game Tournament. Went about eight and a half minutes. During this match, we find out that the big boss man didn't leave, and he ends up coming out to distract The Rock. But it looks like The Undertaker might win. Kane runs out and chokeslams The Rock, getting The Undertaker disqualified. So Uncle Dave gave this three quarters of a star. I gave it two. thought it was average. What say you?
0: I gave it two as well. I remember watching this live when Kane ran out. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Are they teaming again?
2: Yeah. I I was like, ah, okay. He screws over the the Undertaker. I get it. All right. But after the match, the Undertaker and Kane brawl through the crowd, which is another theme through the night. Backstage, Michael Cole is standing by with Mankind, who's wearing a weird button-up shirt over his white dress shirt. And Mankind says, I've got one more rock to climb if you smell what the sock is cooking.
0: Real sentence.
2: All right. I chuckled. It sounds like a dad joke. (laughs) Good (laughs) Lord. And we hear a lot more of that when he becomes commissioner later on. But up next, man, might be the worst pile of crap. I just I don't know. But it's the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Billy Gunn defending the WWF Tag Team titles against the Headbangers of Mosh and Thrasher and the team of D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. It is a triple threat tag team match that went about 10 minutes.
0: Yes, <sighs> this went 10 minutes.
2: Yep. Billy Gunn gets in, into an argument with referee Tim White at one point. That's not wise.
0: Yeah, he will kick your ass. That's
2: not wise. Yeah, right? Uh, While Thrasher and Mark Henry are brawling in the corner, Billy Gunn hits a pile driver on Mosh for the win. I said this wasn't a terrible match, but it was a cluster. Points off for that one. Uncle Dave gave it a star. I gave it two. Let's say you.
0: I gave it a whole star. It was just like...
2: It looked like nobody knew what was going on. I was like, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are all three of us in the ring at one point? Do we have to tag in and out? Who's supposed to do
0: what? I don't get it. I don't know. We're just time. I'm just having a Basically. Match so I don't get fired. Good Lord. Uh,
2: well, after the match, Billy Gunn gives us all what we want. And he moons the crowd and they all love it. So apparently he did give them what they wanted. what well, I was waiting for. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Mr. Ass. Show them the ass. Damn straight. It's the uh, Mr. A double crooked letter. <laughs> but it is about time we get into the main event. So we're going to take our second to last break here. When we come back, it's main event time right after this.
4: Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
2: Fanatics offers the world's largest collection of official sports apparel and gear from all the leagues, teams, and players that you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, NASCAR, soccer, and golf. They even offer esports gear for the gamers among us. You can shop by brand, sport, team, or player. And if you sign up for fan cash, you get exclusive weekly deals. So head on over to fanatics.com today. Fanatics is a sponsor of the main
1: event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network.
4: and marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
2: (laughs) And we're back. We're back. (laughs) During the Rock's entrance, we cut the camera to back where uh, Vince and Shane McMahon are talking with Big Boss Man, who's getting ready to leave. They tell him that if he sees Austin, flip him the bird. Uh, Boss Man then leaves as McMahon's head back into the arena. So the (laughs) fight... The final match is the out of here already, dude.
0: Say so what? So just get the hell out of here already. You screwed up enough tonight.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Or did he? Anyway, uh, the main event is Mankind versus The Rock. It's the Deadly Game Tournament Final for the WWF World Heavyweight Title. It went sem- 17 minutes, 10 seconds. Partway through this one, Vince and Shane McMahon swagger out to ringside. Rock and Mankind, like about five matches before them, brawl through the crowd. At one point, Mankind has the steel steps laying on top of him while the Rock just beats the crap out of him with a steel chair. I've said this in multiple matches between these two. It looks like Dwayne Johnson legitimately wants to murder Mick Foley. It doesn't look like the Rock is just beating on Mankind.
0: He hates that man. He's a ma- man's kid. Yeah, right? He
2: almost murdered him in front of his children. They're Uh, getting ahead. Yeah, I am. But but The Rock ends up moving at one point, causing mankind to crash through the Spanish Announce table on a dive. In the end, The Rock locks mankind in the sharpshooter. And just like the previous uh, Survivor Series, Vince McMahon tells the timekeeper to ring the bell. That's the end of this one. I've
0: seen that somewhere before.
2: Yeah, right. See, feels like 12 months before this, something oddly familiar happened. Uh, Uncle Dave gives us three and a half stars. I give it three. What say you?
0: I give it three. Low-hanging fruit here, but best match of the night. Oh, well, yeah. These
2: two were... I always thought Uh, they had great chemistry. No, yeah. (laughs) But I feel like these two always had great chemistry with each other, either as a team, against each other, whatever. I right? just, something clicked with these two, man. After the match, everyone pops for The Rock's win until Vince and Shane McMahon get into the ring and Vince hugs The Rock. Then the crowd boos, realizing that they've been had. Vince- it was
0: bro. a swore, bro.
2: Did, do, you, uh, do you remember your reaction at the time seeing this live? I think I was pissed. I'm sure you were. <laughs> yeah. I just, I wouldn't have seen it coming. Like
0: I sure as hell didn't.
2: I mean, I know what happened. Obviously, this was you know, uh, three you know you know years got, ago. But
0: you know what got me is on Raw the previous week. Uh, he gave Vince the Rock bottom hit with the people's elbow. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Was all forgiven now. <laughs>
2: Well, that's what Bruce Pritchard is saying. He's like, well, if you look back, anytime he, like, had physical contact with Vince, it was always something like the people's elbow or whatever that you could write off as, ah, he took one for the team. It was just an elbow. Like, he never actually, like, beat the crap out of him, you know? So. Should
0: have, though. would have been even more of a swerve.
2: Yeah, right. But it worked, man. Uh, Vince ends up grabbing the mic and says, seeing is believing. And tonight, Vince McMahon didn't screw the people. The people screwed the people. <laughs> then he says that everyone is a great, right. but he says that everyone is as pathetic and gullible as mankind who looks hurt and confused. Vince then thinks Shane and congratulates the rock. By the way, he tries to, to snap the belt around the rock. Apparently they just got new, uh, new snaps on the belt. So that's why you see like he just gives up and the rock just puts it on his shoulder after a while. As uh, Pritchard actually talked about that, he's like, yeah, he couldn't snap the damn thing. So he's like, you're going to have to hold it, pal. But uh, The Rock then tells the fans to kiss his ass before Mankind tells Vince that he never submitted. So he says, "Uh, Dad, I'm not sure exactly what's going on here. (laughs) And Vince says, you don't get it, huh? Well, get this. And then The Rock blasts Mankind in the back of the head with a WWF title. Then he lays him out with a rock bottom before posing, because, you know, rock must pose, pal. Well, with, uh,
0: must pose.
2: Hell yeah. He poses with Vince and Shane. Stone Cold now returns to the arena, and uh, the crowd blows her crap. And of course, you know, he r- rushes the ring, and uh, Vince and Shane hightailed it. The Rock beats him down now, until Austin finally makes uh, gets an opening, and he hits a Stone Cold Stunner, and then he dumps the rock out of the ring. Then he hits a Stunner on Mankind, for old time's sake. Austin goes outside of the ring and beats down the rock some more before flipping the double bird and leaving the arena to close the show. So that does it for that, man. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to get into the final ratings, tell you what's to come on the podcast.
4: Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
3: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name?
4: Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah,
0: We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we share the room. room. Right. Share the room. We share the room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way back, mate. Hey. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. We have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a
3: podcast. What's it called?
0: The. Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah. Yeah. Well. What do we do?
3: spell it
0: with a K. So you might take it easy.
4: The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
2: And we're back. The final ratings Internet Movie Database gives us 7 out of 10. CageMatch.net gives it 6.77 out of 10. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10.
0: Or a C. What say you? I mean, there was no wrestling on the show at all, but I still gave it a yeah. C plus because it's like I, I guess it wasn't meant to be a wrestling show at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, I think what I had told you was like if you're wanting a good wrestling show, you're gonna be really disappointed with this one. But as like an entertaining show, this was great. Especially when you get to the end and you see the swerve, bro. I just made it, so I don't know. It was good stuff. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, I liked watching it back. Like I said, I was deep into my fandom in '98, so yeah, had I uh, had fun watching it, I'll say that. But all right, man. Just, good, yeah, it was, uh, I, hey, that's that's kind of the whole point. It's like not everything has to be great, but if you have fun watching it, then it's kind of all that matters. So
0: it's got to be a home run. Just get on base. Exactly.
2: Hey, some people made a living off of that, man.
0: <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah, so that does it for that show. This Friday, we have the bonus show. Freaking bonus. It is actually our second bonus show of the month. If uh, none of you paid attention, we uploaded a special YouTube exclusive bonus show on this Tuesday in Texas a couple weeks ago as of this. So go check that out. It's a good companion piece to uh, our first show in the month, actually, which was Survivor Series 1991. A couple 30-year anniversaries were hitting. But this week is double main event week. On your podcast feed, you can expect this one. It's WWF Raw is War from November 4th, 1996. That is the infamous Pillman's Got a Gun episode. And I'll say this, man, I just watched it. I finished watching it back today and I was just like, wow, they really didn't care about wrestling on the show either. I try to tell you. Yeah. So, I mean, I got plenty of notes, not many on the matches, but I got plenty of notes. So, you know, we got some entertaining stuff to talk about. I like, you know, we, we cover some historic stuff that's not necessarily good, but if there's plenty to talk about, plenty of meat on the bone, I like talking about it, and I know you and I both have fun with that kind of stuff, so yeah, a lot of news uh, from around that time as well. And next week, it's the day before Thanksgiving, man. November 24th, WCW Mayhem 2000. The second and final Mayhem.
0: The end of an era.
2: Oh, I know. It's just that, you know, when you when you think about historic events, people are like, man, I just want to have my my WrestleMania moment. Or you remember that big thing at Starcade? And, and, you know, I just always wanted to be on Mayhem. <laughs> uh, I uh, knew that would get uh, you.
0: At least Halloween havoc. But, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that. Uh, yeah, I. I <laughs> Oh, I don't know, man. But all right. So that uh, that's coming up. That's closing out the month. Like I said, this is Double Main Event Week. So this Friday, be on the lookout for that in your podcast feed covering Raw's War from November 4th, 1996. I had fun today, man. Uh, thanks for being here today. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all this Friday for Raw's War, Hillman's Got a Gun, and next Wednesday for WCW Mayhem. 2,000.